Welcome to the Refuge Podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd like to also invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 1045, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Marie, for reading that uh, passage of Scripture. That's one of my favorite passages, and I think that'll become evident after my sermon message. Before I begin my sermon, though, I want to say something special, a special message to a very special lady in my life and one of the best mothers I have ever witnessed, and that's my wife, Kathy. Uh, She's been a wonderful mother to my two boys and a wonderful grandmother to my grandchildren. And honey, I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day. I love you. All right, let's join together in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today is Mother's Day. And you know, no one deserves a special day all to herself more than today's mom. Some years ago, there was a cartoon that featured a psychologist talking to his patient. Let's see, he said, you spend 50% of your energy on your job, 50% on your husband, and 50% on your children. I think I see your problem. I think I see your problem. Now, without a doubt, we men and children depend far more on our wives and mothers than we perhaps realize. When God created the female of the species, she was a special creation indeed. And this morning, I want us to consider a woman of the Bible who more than anything wanted to become a mother. Despite the pain, pressures, and problems it might cause her, she desired with all of her heart to take on that great sacrifice that we call motherhood. And so today, this morning, in light of our text, I want us to consider three points I'd like to make about motherhood and the vocation of motherhood. But before I do so, let me remind you, there should be a PowerPoint presentation for you to follow. I think it's to my right, and I think it's on the left side of your screen. I wanna encourage you to follow along. I want you to take notes. I want you to consider God's will for mothers and the importance and vocation of motherhood. So let's begin with the first point. First of all, mothers have a tremendous influence upon their children's lives for great good or ill. Mothers have a tremendous influence upon their children's lives for great good or ill. You know, the British philosopher John Locke once said, parents wonder why the streams are bitter when they themselves have poisoned the fountain. But what if the fountain was full of true faith and prayer? Would we then have homes that have lost their love, churches that have lost their power, and a world that's lost its mind? You know, if we only realized the powerful effect that our words and deeds produce in our children, I believe we'd behave very differently. I really do. The Joy Luck Club. The Joy Luck Club was a powerful movie 
about some Chinese mothers and daughters who immigrated to this country over the past few decades. Now, one insight you gain from watching this poignant film is the powerful, almost mystic connection that existed between mother and daughter from generation to generation. Now, the movie is a series of vignettes of women and their relationships with their mothers. In some cases, mothers made tremendous sacrifices for their children so that their daughters might have a better life than they. In other cases, mothers through selfishness have made serious mistakes that impacted their daughters' lives in negative ways for decades. But in every case, each mother, for good or ill, influenced her daughter's life in ways that neither daughter nor mother fully understood. You see, mothers have a tremendous influence upon their children's lives for great good or ill. And that brings us to the second point I want to make about motherhood. Second, motherhood's a vocation. Motherhood's a vocation. Now, you know, not every woman is meant to be a mother any more than every man is meant to be a father. Just because a person can have children doesn't mean that they should. Just because people are biologically equipped to become parents doesn't mean that they're psychologically or spiritually equipped. You see, motherhood's a vocation. And I use that word vocation in its Latin sense, voce, V-O-C-E, voce, which means to call or select. It's a high calling. And there's no greater calling or higher vocation for women and men than that of nurturing children. However, today, the vocation of motherhood has fallen on hard times. The role of motherhood has been castigated, criticized, and denigrated. And you know, many mothers have become almost apologetic about choosing motherhood as their sole vocation. And this is even true, uh, more true for men who choose fatherhood as their sole vocation, but that's another sermon. That's another sermon. You know, though, motherhood in too many quarters is looked upon more as a burden than a joy. And children are seen more as encumbrances to her career than as the precious gifts of God that they truly are. But this hasn't always been the case. It hasn't always been the case. You know, in our scripture reading this morning from 1 Samuel chapter 1, we encounter a woman who more than anything wanted to have children. There was just one problem. She couldn't. She was barren. And because she was childless, she was sorrowful. Now, our scripture reading tells us that Hannah was in distress of heart and soul. And you know, to make matters even worse, she was being ridiculed by her rival. Now, it's one thing to have to endure a tragic set of circumstances. But it's even worse when you at the same time are being ridiculed for it. Hannah had run out of hope. She didn't know what to do. So she did the only thing she felt she had left. She prayed to God. And guess what? God heard her prayer. God granted her request and she conceived and bore a child. She named him Samuel 
because the name sounds similar to the Hebrew word that means asked of God. Now, what I want you to notice here is not the fact that God answered Hannah's prayer. Now, that's not so remarkable. But what is remarkable is the vow that she makes. Let me ask you something. What was the one thing that Hannah wanted more than anything? What was the one thing she vowed to give up to God if her prayer was heard? Now, you know, there's nothing unusual about vows. As a preacher, I hear people make vows all the time. For example, people will say, God, if you'll spare my life, I'll go to church every Sunday, or I'll become a preacher or a priest or a missionary or something else. And you know, about 99% of those vows are never kept. You see, it's easy to vow to give up something you don't have. But the remarkable thing about this story is that Hannah follows through with her vow. She follows through with her vow. You see, motherhood is a vocation. And that brings us to the third and final point I want to make about motherhood this morning. Third and finally, mothers make precious sacrifices for the good of their children. Mothers make precious sacrifices for the good of their children. Now, in our scripture reading this morning, we find that Hannah sacrifices to God the one thing she most wanted, a son. And because of her sacrifice, Israel received a great blessing. Samuel became one of the greatest prophets of Israel, a maker of kings who anointed Saul and the greatest king of Israel, David. But you know, Samuel would never become the great prophet he was apart from Hannah's sacrifice. And you know, there are millions, in the same way there are millions of untold women and men whose mothers have made sacrifices in their behalf. It's true. Behind every great woman and man, you can probably find a mother who made sacrifices for their benefit. And you know, I'll bet that you could tell me stories of sacrifices your mother made for you. Well, I want to close with a true story. Margaret had shed some tears and tasted some bitterness in her life. When she was in her 20s, during the 1940s, she married a handsome young bombardier. And they enjoyed a three-day honeymoon before he was ordered to go to Europe. Now, Margaret thought that her heart would break at their parting. Yet she entertained the hope that he would eventually return from the war. He never did. Two months later, she received a telegram informing her that her handsome, dashing husband had been shot down, captured, and killed by the Nazis. Margaret became very angry over his death. She blamed God for her loss and became bitter. Still only in her 20s, she wondered if life was over for her. Yet a few years later, she met another man, This man, much older than she, promised her some security and a family. Margaret dearly wanted children. She wanted children more than anything. So the two were wed and honeymooned in Cuba. Now, when they got back to Texas, 
She immediately tried to have children, but she was in for more heartache. She had two miscarriages. Margaret began to wonder if she would ever have any children. Like Hannah, she was in distress of heart and soul. But also like Hannah, she eventually brought a child to term and gave birth to a son. Now, all during this time, Margaret enjoyed a productive 13-year career working for a magazine in San Antonio. And after her child was born, she continued working at a time when there were not many working women. It broke her heart to leave her child each morning with her sitter, a trusted friend. But she enjoyed her work and her career was important. But two years, after two years and much soul searching, she gave up her career for her child. Now it was a great sacrifice, but one that she willingly made for the benefit of her child. Two years late, five years later, she gave birth to another child. And you know, through the years, she would make many more sacrifices for her two sons. She would know many more heartaches. There would be times when her sons would let her down and break her heart. There would be times when they disappoint and discourage her. There would even come a time when one of her sons would be murdered and her heart would be torn apart from sorrow. Yet despite all the heartaches and pain, all the tears and grief, she would tell you today that if she could choose again, she would make the very same choice. She would never trade away the heartaches for her career. You know, my life benefited from those sacrifices for the woman I'm speaking of is none other than my own mother. I thank God for her and all that she gave up for me. And you know, I can never adequately repay her for the countless hours she spent with me and for always being home when I got home, always being there when I got home. Well, the point is this, great blessings always come upon children and society at large because of the sacrifices of mothers. Let me repeat that. Great blessings always come upon children and society at large because of the sacrifices of mothers. Well, in conclusion, there's no greater or more noble vocation than that of motherhood. Like Hannah and a whole host of others, your mother has made precious sacrifices for you. How will you respond and let her know? Whoever has the ears to hear, let that one hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. To find out more about The Refuge and Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityruston.org.